0: Brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings.
1: And welcome back to another episode of The Real Estate Breakfast for 2023. Available every morning on iHeartRadio, Spotify and Apple. And of course, wherever you get your podcast from. Well, I don't like Mondays. It is back again. Yes, Monday morning, the 23rd of January. And we are half an hour earlier now. Yes, available from 6am Sydney time, in fact we got a lot of emails throughout last year asking if we could make the podcast from 6am, you asked for it, so I guess here we are, just don't don't be asking it for any earlier than 6am. So coming up this morning, we are taking you to New Zealand. Of course, major news last week that the Prime Minister there, Jacinda Ardern, called it quits on politics. And Chris Hipkins is the new Prime Minister. We're going to be in just a moment talking to a leading New Zealand economist about the state of the New Zealand market, including the upcoming interest rates, the housing market is going backwards, and the cash rate has has gone literally through the roof. It is now at a level not seen since 2009 with the GFC and the building sector also faces some challenges. So that is coming up in just a moment. Well, another day, which means we're getting closer to the end of January. And if you're celebrating your birthday today for the 23rd, happy birthday to you. You are in great company because also celebrating is Sully Sullenberger. You might remember him. Sully successfully ditched the U.S. Airways flight in the Hudson River in Manhattan after the aircraft was struck by geese on takeoff. Boy, you know, that happened way back in 2009. But he's celebrating his birthday today. He's turning 71. So happy birthday to you and to Sully. Informing you every
0: morning with the latest real estate property news seven days a week only on the real estate breakfast. It's the main centre forecast.
1: All right, let's check on your weather on a Monday morning. First, we go to Sydney, expecting a cloudy day with one or two showers, a high of 27. In Melbourne, a little bit of cloud around. It should be a mainly dry day with 26 as your expected high. In Brisbane, also cloudy conditions with sunshine and your top of 29. And in Perth, the sunshine continues. It's another fine one and expecting your top of 32 degrees.
0: We talk with leading property commentators with analysis, predictions, forecasts and what's trending every morning from 6.30.
1: Well, right now it is time to skip across the Tasman to find out what is happening in the economy in New Zealand and the housing market with Christina Leong. She is the principal economist with the New Zealand Institute of Economic Research and good morning, Christina. Welcome to the Real Estate Breakfast. Kia ora, Thanks for having me on your show. I thought that it was time sort of to take a temperature check on New Zealand, especially given that we are able to look into the future with what is happening to the New Zealand economy and the real estate sector there. A lot, of courses made of this. And I wonder if there's ever going to be a time when Australia actually catches up to New Zealand.
0: So I know that um, New Zealand has often been described as the canary in the coal mine as an indication of what will happen in Australia but I do see it as quite different. Now, one of the key differences between New Zealand and Australia is the amount of mortgages that are on fixed-term interest rates. If we compare, as I understand it, in Australia, it's running at around 65% of the mortgage book is on floating rates. Now, versus only 10% of mortgages in New Zealand are on floating rates. So what that means is that any transmission of monetary policy onto the broader economy is just that much more slower and more lagged here in New Zealand, what we're seeing in Australia is already some slowing in the broader economic activity versus New Zealand, where things are still holding up relatively well over a year on from when the Reserve Bank here in New Zealand first started increasing its OCR.
1: What do you think is likely to happen with those fixed termers? Because over the next three to six months, they're going to be coming off and waking up in a different reality.
0: Mm, So if we look at the New Zealand mortgage book, almost half of mortgages here in New Zealand will be due for repricing over the coming 12 months, a lot of that in the coming three to six month mark. So many of these households will be moving, rolling off historically low fixed-to-mortgage rates of 2 to 3% onto something around 6 to 7%. Now, this will be a substantial increase in mortgage repayments for many of these households. So we're likely to see a reigning in of discretionary spending, and that will be driving a further slowing in retail spending and we expect that to transmit through to broader economic activity.
1: Actually, just on that note of spending, I see that there was a number that was out in December. I think it's just been released recently and it showed that year on year the spend was down. Was that right?
0: Yeah, so we are already seeing some signs of slowing in retail spending. It does suggest that households are starting to become more cautious. In our own our quarterly survey of business opinion, where we survey a wide range of sectors, firstly how they're feeling about general economic conditions, and also what they're seeing in regards to activity in their own business, we're seeing that uh, the building and retail sector are the two most downbeat of the sector surveyed. Particularly for the retail sector, they're already seeing signs of a slowing in demand and expectations that there'll be a further deterioration in demand ahead. And that's weighing on confidence in the retail sector.
1: Yeah, okay. So let's have a look at that housing market, which is going backwards a little bit at the moment. The median house values fell 0.6% in December compared with the previous month, and we're down 12.1% on December of last year. That's according to the Real Estate Institute of New Zealand. What's going to happen maybe for the first six months of this year for 2023?
0: So if we look at the REINZ housing market data, there has been a further uh, weakening in the New Zealand housing market. But that said, if we look at the house price index that's released by REINZ, which takes into account the composition of house sales, actually on a nationwide level, the house prices are almost 20% above pre-COVID levels, which we deemed back in March 2020. So what that shows is that, yes, we are seeing declines in house prices, but given Given the surge that we've had over the past three years in house prices, what we're seeing more recently is a mere correction of, partial correction of that. We are expecting with that continued rise in interest rates, uh, further slowing in housing, ma- New Zealand housing market. so we would expect further house price declines from here.
1: Back in November of last year, Reuters were reporting that the Reserve Bank of New Zealand's ninth uh, straight hike means that the cash rate had risen 400 basis points since October of 2021. It's the most aggressive policy tightening since 1999 when the cash rate was introduced. It's now at a level not seen since January of 2009 with the GFC and the governor there, Adrian Orr, What do you think is likely to happen with the the rate rises uh, again? Do you think uh, next month another rate rise coming?
0: So at the November monetary policy statement, in addition to the 75 basis point increase in the OCR, the tone of the statement itself was also much more hawkish than many had expected and certainly a more hawkish tone from the previous releases. And the indication from the Reserve Bank was that um, it would look to do another 75 basis point in the February meeting, and for the OCR to peak at 5.5%. Now, a large part of that is in response to the surge in inflation that we've seen. Certainly with annual CPI inflation still above 7%, so well above the Reserve Bank's 1% to 3% target ban, there is more work to be done in increasing interest rates. The fact that with economic conditions still reasonably robust for now, that was further supported the case for Reserve Bank to continue to increase interest rates. However, more recently, we have seen some since the November monetary policy statement, we have seen some signs of slowing in economic activity. We are starting to see the impact of those interest rate increases transmit through to the broader economic activity.
1: And Philip Lowe, uh, the governor here, I wonder if they talk to each other, Adrian or there in New Zealand, because they probably should, especially given that maybe it's more beneficial for Philip Lowe, given that New Zealand is running ahead of time with the two economies.
0: Uh, there is definitely benefit in open communication across the central banks. As you can see, in re- particularly in recent years, uh, many of the headwinds faced by the central banks are similar, particularly with that surge in inflation. So many of these challenges and headwinds are similar. So certainly it makes sense th- for there to be open communication across all the central banks.
1: And just coming back to the building sector there, Christina, it's uh, it's in a bit of trouble, some dire forecasting for 2023. Just how bad do you think that's likely to get?
0: Mm. So in our NZIR quarterly, survey, so business opinion, uh, the building sector was one of the most uh, downbeat of the sector surveyed, with a net 77% of building sector firms expecting a worsening in general economic conditions over the coming months. Now, if we look at Stats NZ uh, dwelling consent issuance, it actually still points to dwelling consents uh, holding up at fairly high levels. So certainly it would um, indicate that in the near term, that pipeline of construction activity is still pretty solid. So we're expecting still strong construction activity over the first part of this year. Now, um, what's more um, where the weakening starts to come in is that with building sector firms indicating a decline in new orders and um, output, we're seeing that slowing in inquiries to build. So we expect the weakening in construction activity to become more apparent over the second half of this year.
1: And of course, the banks, they've got to keep up with all of this. They've got to especially keep pace with the stress testing. With these 50 basis point rises, you mentioned that maybe next month, 75 basis points. I mean, they're big jumps. Do you think it's hard for the bank to keep on top of these mortgage holders with these stress tests?
0: Certainly there is a lot of uncertainty on the outlook, particularly around just how high interest rates will go. When assessing the serviceability of mortgages, banks will include some degree of margin over and above the current interest rates to ensure that households are able to service their mortgage in the event of any negative shocks.
1: All right. Well, we'll leave it there. Thank you so much for giving us a little bit of a breakdown there, Christina, on what is happening in the New Zealand economy, the housing market, and some of those rather large mortgage holders about to fall off a cliff in the next three to six months. Thanks for coming on to the Real Estate Podcast this morning.
0: Thank you. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia.
1: The Real Estate Podcast.